0: Welcome to the Brother, Brother, Brother Podcast. I'm your host, Wyndham Lewis, and I'm here with my brother, Christian Lewis. Today, we're taking every NFL team and assigning them a song. You can learn more about the pod at thebrotherpod.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Now, let's talk football and music. Podcast. I'm your host, Wyndham Lewis. I'm here with my brother, Christian Lewis. It is a brother brother podcast today, and today we're doing uh, something different. We are going to assign uh, theme songs to all of the NFL teams in uh, celebration of the beginning of the NFL season, and I think you know over the uh, you know given the fact that I'm a uh, Pats fan, which um, basically, you know, makes you feel like Joffrey King Joffrey at this point. And, uh, Christian is a skins fan. We have, uh, we're different viewing habits. We have which just makes you feel like kind of a racist <laughs> and a loser. Um, uh, but you know, the, uh, so we have different, um, allegiances, which naturally breeds, um, uh, you know, different, um, enemies as well. I have uh, a burning hatred for the New York jets, Christian, on the other hand, would probably... A completely
1: have. meaningless target, by the way. Like, yeah, it's,
0: well, it's except for, you know, this is uh, schadenfreude uh, season uh, to, to end all, um, you know, uh, self-satisfaction. I mean, it, it doesn't, you know, unless you are absolutely crushing everybody, uh, it's no fun unless your enemy sucks just as bad um, and is, is very likely not going to win a game this year. So, anyway, um, you know, I, we were talking before, uh, NFL, uh, choosing an NFL um, fight song. A lot of teams have them. Uh, usually they're uh, woefully out of date and um, really, really terrible. So, and I think, you know, you could run through a few, but they're sort of like, uh, you know, campaign trail theme music. Um, about ninety percent of the time the people who are who have selected them and choose them um, really uh want to
1: be rid of them appear the mo- never to have heard <laughs> a pop song in their life like, yeah. Among there's, a- there's zero cultural context they tend to be pretty pretty heavy handed um and uh never never is there any sort of i i feel you know sim- it, it's it's not symbolic it's not nuanced it's always incredibly on the nose and taken very literally.
0: Yeah, that coupled with the fact that throughout the 70s and 80s and into the 90s, they were tended to be very crappily produced songs that were played through. Uh, loud speaker systems that couldn't handle playing music.
1: And and so the whole recipe was, was, you know, just a a steaming pile of shit. Um, (laughs) It's kind of interesting. I mean, it feels like political consultants, whoever the hell's choosing these uh, songs for football teams, and, you know, I guess whoever actually uh, votes for the Grammys all have pretty similar taste in that they tend to go the very safe route.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's something that's, that's very on point. And uh, as you dig a little deeper, it usually produces some some uh, pretty unintentionally funny moments. Um, I think that said, I, who were some of the actually who were some of the uh, what were some of the the? Political. What were some of the uh,
1: campaign trail songs from the most Complete recent? Complete inappropriate gems. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, this this was sort of a, a running theme of the of the Trump campaign in particular because each time he would pick a new song, it seemed that the artist would you know charge out of the uh, <laughs> out of you know. Um, Out of stage left Saying please turn that music off You are not allowed to use this under any circumstances
0: There is not actually a song called Cease and Desist but uh, There are certainly a lot of those orders
1: There's Um, certainly a letter called Cease and Desist (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he got a few of those uh, in, In the mail I think But yeah I mean what was Rockin' in the Free World the Neil Young song Which of course uh, you know, great choice leading off with a Canadian artist um, and an extraordinarily left wing one at that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, seems like a, a fine choice that reflects your um, deep appreciation of the the musical context. Uh, I think the selection of uh, Twisted Sister um, <laughs> helped his, uh, you know, helped the the majority of his of his voters um, connect with the uh, the the mullet burdened um, D. Snyder uh i'm trying to think what else i guess he used the music to air force one on a number of occasions when he was landing his helicopter
0: I, is there music to air force one i don't even know there was such a piece i mean for for I the movie of, yeah no no No. i understand that i oh yeah I, I, no i, I
1: guess I, it was originally scored and then stolen
0: oh wow i i mean i assumed he would use flight of the valkyries at some point but um apparently he uh he thought better of it um but anyway, yeah, that was, that, that sort of, anyway, the parallel is, is fairly glaring, but we're, today we're talking about football, um, and um, really just, you know, having a little fun with assigning uh, uh, some of these teams that have uh, varying fortunes uh, the song that best suits them uh, coming out of the gate.
1: Yeah, it's also this our is- opportunity to pretend to be sports analysts and um, provide our, our predictions and, uh, and you know, our, our our views on what's going to happen this season. Mm-hmm. Um, the same shit that always happens in all likelihood with the, with the Pats probably doing pretty well.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, you know,
1: they're not, uh, they're not, it's don't not be improbable. so humble with them. Oh, bitch be humble.
0: Um, <laughs> anyway, you want to, uh, you want to take to the, the AFC East first. I think we're going to do these in, in order of division and probably somewhat alphabetical order. So um, starting off with the AFC East, that gives us Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, and New York Jets. Uh, for the uninitiated, but uh, you want to kick it off with the Bills?
1: Yeah, I'd actually like to take a step back though and talk about, um, you know, talk about the way that that some of like football teams have had music in the past. I mean, what the like there there are a few songs that that sort of stick out um, as you know either official or unofficial theme songs. Um, and you know, I think the and I'm of course, the, uh, you know, the marching band in Washington is, is, you know, sort of of the official variety. And, and, um, you know, it's one of the, I think one of the relatively few NFL songs that's, that's got that sort of college uh, game day feel. Um, But, you know, there are definitely a number of, uh, of unofficial songs that have sort of taken over. And I'm thinking of like, Wiz Khalifa's Black and Yellow in the last few years is like one of the extremely rare examples that I can think of that in which one of these songs is actually popular. You mean you don't think the uh,
0: San Diego Superchargers or Houston you, Oilers love you blue?
1: You uh, keep bringing that up, and I don't actually know what either of those no. <laughs> songs are, so I think that sort of speaks for itself. The Super Bowl Shuffle? Yeah, um, or Seals Fly Like an Eagle, which I assume maybe not.
0: I don't know. I never. I never actually uh, knew that they used that in Philly.
1: I don't know that they did. I oh, okay. was just guessing. Um, but uh, well, the other one that that always struck me, and this came out a couple of years ago, was I. would sort of. I, I guess when when the the first Super Bowl in which the Seahawks took the field, um, they ran on to... Bittersweet Symphony, which I thought was sort of the lamest fire-up music, but there's a whole story behind this, and that's actually been their their sort of, uh, you know, unofficial theme song for the last decade. It's been extraordinarily popular. So, I mean, that's that's one of the... Like, it doesn't actually make any sense as a pump-up song, of course. I don't know if you have any thoughts about that, or...
0: Well, I mean, just the the very title uh, sounds like you're angling towards defeat as soon as you run onto the field, but... Um, you know, I think that's been the case for the Seahawks. I mean, they've, you know, they've dismantled teams and they've been, uh, they've, uh, they themselves have had their hearts broken on the one yard line. Um, I don't remember who beat them that time, but, um, anyway,
1: um, yeah, I mean, there are a couple of, but there, there are a couple of examples of like times when teams have actually co-opted good songs or in the case of, you know, the giants, like, uh, you know, they took big puns, New York giants, or I guess, Big Punisher wrote this song for the team, right? I mean, that's uh I mean not not explicitly. It's it's not the content isn't isn't just about well, the have, Gridiron.
0: Yeah, I mean I think Jay-Z wrote uh um you know, Empire State of, Empire Mind. State of Mind. Empire State of Mind you know, that that can't be coincident. I mean that had to be written with some degree yeah, of I knowledge think... that it was going to get blasted at every stadium forever. As opposed to Blur's song, but I think that two, was a very
1: contrived, like, commercial decision to do that. Whereas Big Punisher's yeah. song was, you know, a cool take on a cool a, a sports team with a with a cool name that he could sort of work into a rap. Um, by contrast, Miami, you know, the, the T-Pains Miami Dolphins fight song—it probably intended to be used as the Miami Dolphins fight song—and um, uh, then perhaps my my least favorite of the of the existing uh, uh, like. Songs or, or sort of anthems is uh, has gotta be Ian Hunter's Cleveland Rocks. That song sucks,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I, I, it also
1: just paints a picture of a city I don't want to be in.
0: It also is sung by Ian Hunter, who is uh, you know, from Matthahoople, who doesn't have anything to do with Cleveland, <laughs> never been there, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's British, so that doesn't make much sense, but anyway, that's uh, that said, uh, there was. Um, apparently the Standells had never been to Boston when they wrote Dirty Water, and certainly Kim Wilde had never been to the United States when she wrote Kids in America. So I guess you don't have to have that sort of proximity. It just needs to have the right number of syllables and sound right, right? So without further ado, do you want
1: to jump into the AFC East? Yeah, sure. Um, I think uh, let's let's start with the Jets here. Um, the Jets are going to have an absolute... Dumpster fire of a season. I don't think that there's really any redeeming quality whatsoever. <laughs> I think their best player is probably, what, Bilal Curse? Powell? Yeah, Bilal Powell, exactly, or, or Curse. I mean, they, they don't um, have a single offensive weapon of, of any, um, you know, ability. And, any uh,
0: weapon is a very generous term to use for anybody on the uh, Jets' yeah, offense.
1: It's like this is the scab season, like, mm-hmm. but,
0: but only for only for them. Only for one team. There's 31 <laughs> yeah. teams that are playing professionals. Um, so what were? you – I mean, there was such incredible. a there was such a wide variety of choices
1: here. I, oh, uh, I, I completely I, agree with you. I mean, I, I think the the first the first one that jumped to mind is, has got to be New York. I love you, but you're bringing me down. <laughs> um, just add it to the long list of grievances that that James Murphy provides about the way that New York has uh, changed and. Uh, demonstrably awful ways, I think uh, perhaps top of that list should have been the Jets roster. Um, and um, the other thing, <laughs> the, other, the other one I'll, I'll provide, another uh, sort of New York-based band originally from D.C., though, is Inpatient Talent uh, by Jonathan FireEater, <laughs> um, which is uh, inpatient as opposed to outpatient um, uh, so, you know, I think that, that pretty much sums up the, um, the motley assortment of
0: yeah, see, uh, I went,
1: players from the early two thousands who you might remember. I went,
0: I went straight, you know, straight on the nose for this one. I just picked, you're going to lose by the Royal trucks. Not a bad one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, moving on, do, who who do you have next? Buffalo? Yeah, I
1: I think uh we'll we'll go with Miami here because it's it's gonna be a pretty quick hit and I, I think that Will Smith's song Miami is is punishment enough um so we can we can go right on to the bills mm. um there is uh that is one of like the the worst songs of the mid 2000s and and I think the fact that they've got to live under that sort of heavy yoke for the rest of time um is is really uh is is damnation enough so i don't I don't feel the need to pile on. Uh, that was a big Willie style. If anybody's curious, um, now the Bills. I think we've got we've got a couple of good options here. Um, the, well, the the first th- one that stuck out to me was Billy. Not really by Death Grips. Um, now I I think the Bills. I, the angle I took on this was was probably less to do with their upcoming season and more to do with the thing that they're best known for, which is shooting the bed in four consecutive Super Bowls. <laughs> The, the, you do realize that that means you have to win five in a row to ever escape that burden right like
0: oh no they're, there's there uh, they, they have they set the i mean the fact that they got to four Super Bowls in a row is kind of conveniently washed away by the fact that they lost all of them,
1: but completely you can, i mean it, it's you you're better off not getting to four super Bowls in a row no Nobody's playing for second place in the NFL except for the bills well, then you should be uh, fairly secure with the Redskins um I, uh,
0: Buffalo Bills also this year, right before the season started, basically traded away everybody that anybody's ever heard of on the Buffalo Bills. So it was. Except
1: for LaShawn McCoy. So. Except for LaShawn McCoy, you're right. So. But he was the only person who did anything, you know, noteworthy on the team anyway. So. Yeah. um, I actually went with uh, Who Are You by the Who. Oh yeah, that's not a not a bad choice. I think um, you know they they clearly sort of sold the farm in anticipation of uh, or or in a um, what what appears to be a you know not so private conspiracy to secure the number one draft pick next year. But but as I said, the the two songs I picked here, um, one is "Billy Not Really" by by Death Grips, and this is sort of a glitchy, frenetic. Song laced with Bjork samples, um, and uh, I think it's one of the most cryptic tracks in terms of their um, uh, in, in terms of their lyrics in the past. But but the the general imagery that's provided um, is that of uh, death, illegal sex solitude, paranoia, and false fortune, uh, as well as existential dissatisfaction. So those things together, I think, pretty much sum up, uh, uh, in a nutshell, what the Bill's Seasons holds. Um, the other one, though, and, and this, I, I, you know, I, I'm not sure what, what inspired this, um, but, but Destiny's Child's song... Bills, 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 can actually be read as a lament of Bills fans who witnessed four consecutive Super Bowl mm. losses. The opening four su- uh, four lines of that song are, At first we started out real cool, taking me places I ain't never been. But now you're getting comfortable. Ain't doing those things you did no more. You're slowly making me pay for things your money should be handling. <laughs> and I thought, holy shit, this is actually about those four seasons. That's incredible. Yeah. Isn't that a letter to the editor in the... Uh- Buffalo newspaper. Absolutely.
0: So, and then, uh, you know, I think, um, lastly, of course, my New England Patriots, I can't imagine uh, that you're having any
1: shortage of, of uh, shitty things to say. I uh, don't. You're right. So let me go ahead <laughs> with that. Um, the Patriots uh, are currently tied for the worst team in the league um, at 0-1, uh, it's not clear how long they'll stay there, but hopefully for a long time. Um, and, you know, I think that they've, uh, they were lucky enough to hit with the best quarterback and best coach combination and well, possibly ever. Um, but certainly it has nothing to do with, uh, with their fans who don't deserve it at all. So game of pricks by guided by <laughs> voices is, uh, is number one. Um, I think Biggest little prick in the union by uh, Arab on Radar will be number two, and and look out for that band because they're coming back. Um, and uh, the third one is "Fuck You" by CeeLo. Huh.
0: I thought I, I can't believe you resisted the uh, "Your Cheatin' Heart" by uh, Hank Williams, but there you go. I do you want to skip ahead to the AFC West. Is that
1: is that where we're going next? I think we should probably take a break, and uh, yeah. right after that, we can, we can pick up with another one of these. Uh, Perfect. Tricks, another one of the divisions. Excellent.
3: I see you driving time with the girl I love, and i like, fuck you. Ooh. I kissed the change in my pocket, it wasn't enough. I'm like, fuck you, and I fuck her to say goodbye. I
1: Welcome back to Brother, 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 where today we are talking about the NFL. Um, specifically, we're assigning anthems for every team in the NFL based on eh, pretty much whatever we please and whatever subjective opinion we have about these teams. But, you know, in most cases, it's, it's sort of about their upcoming season. In some cases, it's just about their um, shitty team culture. Uh, so without further ado, I think we were going to, we've, we've just wrapped up the AFC North and I think, or excuse me, the AFC East. And I think we're going to pick up with the AFC West.
0: Yeah. Well, that, uh, I'm going to jump in, um, and speed things up a little bit. We'll go speed around on this one, but, uh, in honor of Andy Reed's clock manage, historical clock management, I went with, uh, two and two equals five. Uh, by Radiohead for the Casey Great. for KC, um, for Oakland Raiders who have. It's sucked. the five
1: minute drill specifically. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, two, two minute drill plus two minute drill equal, I don't know, five. Um, and then uh, Oakland Raiders uh, went a little off uh, subject here and they've sucked for a really long time, but they're, they're back. And so I gave them the theme from the Jeffersons tv show moving on up okay uh, well that's not loaded <laughs> yeah um denver broncos uh Sucky. is that a is that is
1: that perhaps a, a reference also to the fact that their team will be ripping the hearts out of uh uh oakland locals by moving east soon oh yeah <laughs> um
0: i was i mean not that mention, far east
1: but still <laughs> honorable mention uh
0: for the Oakland Raiders was Keep on Moving by Soul to Soul and Always on the Run by (laughs) Lenny Kravitz. Nice. Um, But uh, I have, uh, for the Denver Broncos, in honor of their defense, an actual compliment, which is uh, Suck You Dry by Mudhoney. Um, (laughs) Nice. And then the L.A. Chargers, Thank God and Greyhound by Roy Clark. Uh, They have a a very religious quarterback who has, like, nine children and did not want to move uh, from the... Shimmering shores of San Diego to um, the den of iniquity uh, in Los Angeles. So thank God and Greyhound that he can return back to San
1: Diego after games. Well, with that, I should note that, that when I started thinking about the Chargers, I, I couldn't help but think of the fact that they uh, keep showing up for the playoffs and keep packing and, uh, and heading right back home again. They just can't seem to, to get past that, that second round. Um, so uh, in honor of their, you know, perennial um, short-lived playoff appearances, I, I went with My Best Was Never Good Enough by Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Every cloud has a
3: silver lining. Every dog has a thing.
2: She said, now don't say nothing if you don't have something nice to say. And tough how they get going.
0: That wraps up the AFC West. Why don't we go up to the, the North? Why don't we go up to the AFC North? The Baltimore Ravens,
1: Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns,
0: and Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: All right. Well, this is the the AFC North, one of uh, one of America's favorite uh, divisions in football. Of course, um, hard fighting teams, sort of the the lifeblood, working class division of America. The uh, the the heavy metal parking lot division, if you will, the heavy metals blood test division, arguably, um, and the you can still smoke in bars and kindergartens uh, <laughs> division. Um, I, I think we should uh, we should probably start with the Cincinnati Bengals, of course. Um, my song really has nothing to do with. Their team, um, just the fact that uh, Cincinnati consistently ranks in uh, national polling as the most racist city in America. Um, so I went with the racist by Boogie Down Productions, which is actually a very educational song about race relations in America. Um, from there, I think we can uh, we can head to Baltimore, of course, uh, where I spent four years of, of my life in college. Um, and uh, I, I think you know I've got a couple here. There's the there's the sort of obvious. Baltimore Blues number 1 by by Deer Tick I think this sort of sums up the the Flacco era um I think specifically for for Joe Flacco we could perhaps assign them Long Tall Sally um but uh but I think Don't Deserve It <laughs> by Gucci Mane has to be um has to be up there because do they really deserve any of their Super Bowl wins? It's not no. clear to me. Yeah. And and you know I know that you say that because you're a Pats
2: fan
0: but no. like they were never I, I, know good. I say that because it because <laughs> they went with Trent Dilfer and Joe Flacco.
1: It's got nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, exactly. Um and then and then perhaps just in honor of the city more generally, two hookers and an eight ball by mindless self-indulgence.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that I think sums it up. I mean, you've got the the you know, the greatest series in the history of television was about how sh- what a shit town Baltimore is. So <laughs> Um, and how
1: how yeah just how irredeemably fucked every social institution is every every government institution it's, it's rough. Um, I think uh, the the Steelers. I I won't go into into too much detail here, but let's say that the the. Um, infamous acts of uh, of their their lead man their quarterback ben laroethlisberger so to speak for themselves so i I've, I've selected the infamous date rape by trav called quest i thought
0: you're gonna go with meet me in the bathroom by the strokes
1: that's <laughs> not a bad song um not a bad choice but uh but i think we're on the same same wavelength there so Actually, sorry sorry steelers fans anything good that you do is basically eclipsed by the fact that this guy is a known criminal Actually, in I, the worst I, possible way.
0: I had a slightly different. I had another take on the Steelers, which is uh, still the same by Bob Seeger, Both because that team never has any turnover. Um, they've had three coaches in the past seven hundred years. And also because there's a ninety nine point nine percent chance that if we were in Pittsburgh right now, still the same would be on the radio by Bob Seeger. So um, anyway, and then there's uh, that brings us to the Cleveland Browns, which I think oh, we could do a whole shit, podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, by the way, this was this was of all of the teams that we that we divvied up and assigned. Um, this this is the gold was by standard. far the quickest one to populate. Like it just, I mean, I just. They was they were writing themselves, so in no particular order, I have I want to be your dog by The Stooges, uh, smack my bitch up by Prodigy, the mercy seat by Nick Cave, loser by Beck, I was born a loser by Bobby Lee. Ah,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna throw down my uh, I'm gonna throw down my trump card here. I have uh, feels like we always go backward by Tame Impala. <laughs> nice. the AFC North, i uh, want to move on to the AFC South. Sounds good. Yeah, well, I'm going to start off with the Houston Texans. Uh, I was particularly pleased with myself on this one. I have uh, all my exes live in Texas because there is no O on the Houston Texans. It's all exes um, <laughs> by George Strait. Nice. And um, you
1: have any uh, throw-in for the Texans? Oh, it's probably not going to win too many hearts and minds for our podcast, but I was going to go with Texas flood by Stevie Ray Vaughn, uh, <laughs> oh. because the beginning of their season is, is pretty much going to be characterized by, uh, well, displacement, homelessness. Yeah. yeah. Practicing and, uh, practicing all over the state. So, um, you know, I think that's probably the most defining characteristic of their season. Yeah.
0: I would, uh, then, uh, we've got the Indian.
1: Yeah, I would, uh, I would not have said that publicly. Is that, is that basically <laughs> the message?
0: Yes. um, <laughs> Indianapolis Colts, uh, probably this year's, uh, after the first week, uh, snap decision, ugly, uh, the worst team in the league, the uh, shittiest-looking starting lineup uh, in in the NFL. And in honor of that, I gave them UGLY by Fishbone. UGLY, you ain't got no alibi. You're just ugly by Fishbone. Uh, Anything to add on the Colts? I don't think so. All right. Well, Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, in honor of their win yesterday, I'm going to give them Even the Losers Get Lucky Sometimes by Tom Petty. And then we round it out with the Tennessee Titans. Do you have a, any anyone for uh, Tennessee? I don't. Tennessee Titans. I think... This Sorry, is the... this is just
1: a really boring division. I don't know. Yeah, yet. it I mean, is. It's, it's not... a really
0: annoyingly... And, and, and I, I swear, like, you know... Both nothing, you know, nothing really comes to mind when you talk about any of these teams. In addition to that, um, you know, it's a it's a four way race for last place, <clears throat> I think, beginning um, over the weekend. So the Tennessee Titans this year seem to be the the uh, consensus pick for the team that's going to wind up in the playoffs from this division. And congratulations. I, exactly. Um, you know, I mean, this is a, uh, you know, this is the, you know, the prettiest ugly person or, or, you know, your, whatever analogy you choose, um, for that. So, uh, I, uh, took a, ripped a page from, uh, the old playbook and, and decided, uh, you're the reason our children are, you're the reason our kids are ugly. Um, I like it. That's for the whole division. So anyway, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we will cover the NFC.
3: i'm a riding around on recap tires and you're the reason i'm a hanging our clothes outside on wars and you're the reason our kids are ugly little darling I oh, but looks
2: ain't everything and money ain't
1: All right, welcome back to Brother, 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 where today we're talking NFL anthems, uh, team anthems specifically, and we've worked our way through the AFC, and we're now flipping over to the NFC, where I'm curious what Wyndham has in store for uh, my home division as a Washington fan, the NFC East.
0: I'm going to start off with your Washington Redskins, and in honor of their oh, the uh, game over the weekend, I'm going to go with uh, Drop It Like It's Hot by Snoop Dogg.
1: Ouch! Yeah, that sucked. We had a lot of drop passes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, the, you guys got to figure out um, it's two hands, two hands do, on the do ball. Do you
1: have uh, Do you have back hoof it and overthrow your receivers like it's hot?
0: No, I, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that one. Is that the I, uh, I remix? think it's the
1: remix exactly. Yeah. So,
0: so yeah, the, um, for the Philadelphia Eagles and their long uh, storied mediocrity, I have stuck in the middle with you by Steelers' wheel.
1: That's good. That's what that's what you get for fifty consecutive eight and eight seasons.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, and um, for the New York Giants, um, I this is this is a very personal one for me, uh, having lived in New York, uh, in and around New York uh, a lot of my life, and uh, for a long time prior to NFL package and or you know red zone and every, everything else, you used to only be able to get one game uh, or two games a weekend. And in, if you lived in New York, that means that you got a Giants game and a Jets game, and they were fucking horrific, both of them, uh, through most of the nineties. And so I went with the Dead Kennedys. You're so boring.
1: No, that's uh, that's good. I actually I this is this is where Arab on Radar, the No if band makes its return. Um, these guys were were chock full of great titles, but uh but I've included don't call him a retard. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> I think that's a special Eli Manning tribute. Um, and uh, that would probably be the plea of most of his teammates over the last 15 years. No, he's a real quarterback, guys. Yeah, that's elite. Um, yeah, and just like his brother. Dallas
0: Cowboys, there was just so many, and there's just so many really, really inappropriate. I mean, this is a team that's given us Greg Hardy, Lyle Collins, and Ezekiel Elliott um, in uh you know, su- successive years. So um there's a lot of really horrible uh misogynistic songs out there that uh suit these but um I'm gonna give uh, given the, the history of of their entanglements and ability to disentangle themselves from these uh entanglements illegal entanglements so easily I'm
1: gonna go with NWA's fuck the police. Ah not bad. Um Perhaps they're doing it specifically to uh, to get a reaction out of out of, out of law enforcement. Um, I would, yeah, I'm I'm thinking. I well, I I thought the law and the law one might have been appropriate for uh, uh, for Zeke had had this had this suspension not been stayed by a, by a judge. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so it's uh, it's a tough break, but um, I like that.
0: He's you know I think the judge the judge's statement was he seems an upstanding young man and he runs a. F- uh
3: 4340. Right about now, NWA court is in full effect. Judge Dre residing. In the case of NWA versus the police department, prosecuting attorneys are MC Brand, Ice Cube, and Easy Motherfucking E. Take the motherfucking stand. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help your black ass? You goddamn right. Want you tell everybody what the fuck you gotta say? Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it back. You'd rather see me in the pen than me and Lorenzo rolling in a benzo. Be the police out of shape, and when I finish, bring the yellow tape to take off the scene of the slaughter. Still getting swallowed bread and water. I don't know if they fags or what. Search a nigga down and grabbing his nuts. And on the other hand, without a gun, it can't get none. But don't let it be a black and a white one, cause they'll slam you down to the street top. Black police showing out for the white cop. You will swarm on any motherfucker in a blue uniform. Just cause I'm from the CPT. Police are afraid of me, huh? A young nigga on the warpath. And when I finish, it's going to be a bloodbath of cops dying in LA. Yo, drag got something to say. Fuck, fuck,
0: fuck Heading over to the uh, Black and Blue Division, the NFC North. Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers, and Minnesota Vikings. Um, let's kick it off with uh, I find to be one of the more boring teams in uh, football, the Green Bay Packers. What do you have? You got anything for those guys? Or I went with the same old song and dance by Aerosmith because it seems like these guys are always around. They're always pretty good, and you yeah. know, they're just kind of you've, you've taken you're taking for granted a sort of. Uh, a level of success that's that's you know, at this point just you're used to seeing them be somewhere there in the in the you know, in late December, early January.
1: Yeah, I mean I think there are all kinds of uh, you know, mildly complimentary songs that you could use for this team, like, I don't know, Green Machine by Caius or something like that. But uh but in the interest of keeping this largely negative about all of the teams, <laughs> um I'll uh, I'll defer to you. So yeah.
0: All right, well, well, we can go negative next because we've got the Detroit Lions, a team that is uh, famous for a number of things. Uh, The only team that went 0-16, I believe, um, in the history of the National Football League, a team that is a perennial disappointment regardless of of the prognosticators, uh, what the prognosticators say at the beginning of the year, and also a team that has really... Seeing the early retirement of two of the greatest football players of all time out of sheer frustration so um i'm gonna go with uh what's new pussycat ironically because there's nothing new with these pussycats year after year after
1: year well i'll go uh i'll go two different directions with this and, and continue my theme of one for the team and one for the quarterback um I think uh, starting with the quarterback we can go with six pack by Black Flag which is not in fact a reference to his uh, his physical ability or, or um, his his ability to get in shape every season um, but rather I think the fact that he uh, he's probably leading the team in beer bonging um, every uh, every August um, and then I think we'll go with 1-800 suicide by grave diggers now this is sort of a, a double reference in the sense that um, you know, the, the gravediggers here are of course the actual franchise um, who have ended the careers of, of two uh, wonderful superstars in Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson um, and of course the, the career suicide that, that both of those players um, inflicted upon themselves because they couldn't fucking take playing for the Lions anymore
0: I couldn't agree with you more. You also mentioned uh, Graveyards Full by the Growlers so uh, I think that's, that's
1: right. Please stop ruining the uh, future prospects of um, the game of football's greatest players. Thank you, Detroit.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, moving on to the uh, Minnesota Vikings, a team that is, uh, you know, much like Minnesota, kind of kind of likable and and uh, but also kind of nondescript. Um, I they've moved from uh, being a dome team to playing uh, in the icy icy warmth of um minneapolis in winter uh with, to which bud grant said give me my golf shirt uh i have ice ice baby by vanilla ice oh that's good i think you also mentioned the immigrant song which probably is their theme song but yeah uh, i've, kind of I've never
1: known but it always seemed kind of uh, kind of perfect no brainer so the fact that we are um, pretty much consigned to talking about the weather should tell us something about the, um, like the, the interest level of the, of the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Sorry, guys.
0: Well, good. Now we can you know we can come to the fun part, which is ragging on the Chicago Bears, who really really sucked this year. And I'm going to go with a, a local, um, a local team with a local band, and I'm going to go. I am trying to break your heart by Wilco, because I believe that is what they are trying to do uh, with the Mike Lennon signing and the shit team that they put together this year.
2: What was I thinking when I let you back in I am trying to break your heart I am trying to break your heart and you still are being lying if I said it wasn't easy I am trying to break your heart
0: Let's move it on to uh, the NFC South then, the Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: Uh, yeah, it should be noted that the Falcons actually have sort of adopted unofficially as their anthem the song Culture by, by Migos, um, local uh, Atlanta rap trio. Um I was thinking that, uh, that perhaps Van Halen's finish what you started might be, uh, might be more effective, which thoughtfully reminds the team that that ain't no way to treat the brokenhearted, namely their fan base. See, and I went
0: with give it away by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Both good choices.
0: Yeah, Good one. Car- Carolina Panthers. Uh, you know, I couldn't really put my finger on this team when I, when I thought about them. They're sort of uh, up and down. So I went with schizophrenia by Sonic Youth. I can never really tell going into a season, whether Carolina's going to be terrible or great. And, again, they're confounding um, this year as well. So there you go. Schizophrenia by Sonic Youth for the Carolina Panthers. New Orleans Saints, I went with In the Air tonight by Phil Collins because that's all they do is throw the ball. And then Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I went with Waiting Room by Fugazi because every year they're one year away from uh, being a great team. So...
1: I think that's a great point. I mean, of those, I think this year we've probably got the. I mean, they may very well take the uh, division. They're certainly the most exciting and have have the top prospects. So
0: yeah, it's a young. I team. like
1: those guys. I like Jameis, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. But you know, they're always they're always uh, about to be there. You know, they're 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 next year's pick. on to our last division uh the nfc west we have the arizona cardinals la rams la rams sounds so familiar uh san francisco 49ers and the seattle seahawks um do you
1: have any uh any shots oh oh do i ever um starting with the san francisco 49ers uh i have selected the song is it because I'm black? By Ken Booth, which is uh, a great rock steady tune, um, and I think probably the question that Colin Kaepernick is, is asking himself as he uh, sizes up the free agency market this year. Um, he, of course, uh, sort of infamously dropped for you know his um, well, not explicitly for his uh, his protest, but but that's sort of the the rumor um, in front offices across the league, and that's uh, that's a pretty difficult. A pretty difficult thing to swallow when you think that he's, you know, a pretty talented guy and and probably deserves at least a backup spot somewhere. Obviously, he's no Scott Tolzien.
3: Exactly.
0: You know. Um, I went um, very on the nose with this one uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. I just went You're No Good by Linda Ronstadt because they are no good.
3: Nothing nothing
1: clever there. (laughs) Um. So I guess moving, uh, moving uh, south to Arizona um, with the Cardinals, uh, I've picked The Sound of Failure. Um, <laughs> in, uh, in 2006, the Flaming Lips came out with a song. It's about a, uh, a young woman whose friend is dying. Um, her, her body is is uh, failing her, and she can neither stop the process nor pretend it isn't horribly painful um, so obviously the friend in this uh, in this analogy is Carson Palmer, and the sound of failure is his ancient creaking body.:
0: Well that's funny you should go that route as well because I went uh, I wanted to address uh, the Phoenix fan base, uh, Carson Palmer, Larry Fitzgerald, and uh, several other. Uh, notable players on the Arizona Cardinals and I went with when I'm 64 by the Beatles
1: <laughs> they are uh, screwed
0: <laughs> they are they are decaying as we watch so um, don't worry if,
1: they'll have Chris Johnson on the cheap soon so <laughs> exactly, actually they signed him I believe today so um, well uh, I guess moving up to, to Seattle now um, I've uh, I've picked a song by a, a relative of of the Seahawk. Um, and the song is "Everybody Makes Mistakes" by Big Bird. Um, <laughs> and uh, while this song's message is undoubtedly true—that uh, everybody does make mistakes—I I think it's safe to say that not everybody makes the exact same mistake three times in a row. Run the damn football!
0: Yeah. Um, You know, there's a number of It Keeps You Running, Run Joey, Run. There's a lot of songs you could throw out there for the Seattle Seahawks. But I I was thinking more uh, of the fact that uh, um, the Las Vegas PD recently fucked with Michael Bennett. Um, I believe this is somewhat akin to uh, what happened after uh, Sean Penn and his buddy fucked up Jefferson's car in Fast Times at Richmond High. And uh, for the Seattle Seahawks, as a result, I'm going with Sunday Bloody Sunday by you two, which is, I think, what's going to happen to anybody who lines up
1: across for Michael Bennett for the rest of the year. I like it. Mm. Uh, and then I think to finish up in, um, in, in Hollywood, or I guess in L.A., um, we have the Los Angeles Rams, uh, finally back where they, where they came from, um, and... I have picked Young, Dumb, and Broke by Khalid. Um, Now, Sean McVeigh looks about 12 years old, but but don't worry, Wyndham, because he has the coaching ability of somebody half his age. And... On top of that, uh, I think they definitely win the NFL's Darwin Award for extending Jeff Fisher's contract before shit-canning him. Six um, days before they shit-canned him, I believe. <laughs> and well, like, What possibly could have happened in that amount of time that like caused this to change? But, you know, hey, so what? Um, the, uh, it was whatever the, the it's, negotiating it's, it's, version of drunk texting is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a shitty team with the least cap space in the league. <laughs> yeah. Fair um, enough. Yeah, and you know, if not the, uh, uh, whatever, I guess the ten or whatever twelve fans in Rams Nation can take comfort that the, that the franchise uh, more than doubled in value by moving to L.A. So um, we have the fact that they look young, they are dumb, and uh, at least as calf space is concerned, they're definitely broke.
0: I went. Uh, I keyed more in on the fact that nobody goes to their games, and I went with the jams away from the numbers. Um, a song about getting away from everybody else, which is exactly what you're doing if you're buying a ticket to the Rams uh, this year. I don't even know where they're playing. I think it's the L.A. Coliseum. Um, But wherever it is... Yeah, like Rams
1: tickets are what you get instead of a babysitter these days, I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, you can just sort of... uh, I think uh, my friend Jeff was telling me the other day that uh, when he was a kid living in Cleveland, the, the Indians were so bad that you could buy uh, that like uh Indians tickets were printed on the sides of milk cartons so you to, like, <laughs> grab a milk carton and just carve out the tickets i kind of feel like that's what it is here except uh, i don't know what the i don't know what the vehicle for um you know probably uh probably on the bottom of a sushi container um yeah the difference is the... <laughs>
1: The difference is that the abducted children on the other side of the milk container are actually in much higher demand. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So anyway, that was uh, yeah. The Rams are—it's uh,
1: no secret. Nobody's going to see them, and
0: and I don't quite understand the the logic in having two teams in Los Angeles when they can't really support
1: one. But that's. But it's it's got to be a great feeling that that they had one year, one year where they could be the most popular team in LA. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Um, so anyway. Uh, Let's say uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and uh, wrap this thing up.
2: To cause for me? Me. Gonna break away. Control. You free our mind, you free our soul.
0: Welcome back to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. Um, we're going to end this episode the way we end every episode, and that is,
1: what are you listening to, Christian? Well, I'm uh, watching season three of Narcos right now, which is uh, which is terrific. I think, you know, this, this show has achieved something that I think is difficult to do, which is a pretty big story pivot. Um, they basically wrapped up the, the storyline that dominated over the first two seasons, um, led by Wagner Mora and... Um, uh, a Brazilian I believe actor right um yes. who uh, who played Pablo Escobar um they basically concluded the Escobar storyline with apologies for the plot spoiler that I just dropped um you know but but this this follows uh, a, a an historically relatively accurate chronology um and so they've they've moved on to the the um uh, Cali Cartel the Cali Cartel who sort of inherited the um the the drug business in, in Colombia. So it's a it's a really I mean, they've done, I think, an extremely good job with it. It's it's the same sort of, you know, um high quality of, of uh uh of of acting that you saw in the first two and um I mean what's your you've seen it, right? I saw the pilot or I mean not the pilot the first episode of
0: season 3 and um I was you know a couple things for a show that that is you know sort of has laughably as much voiceovers as it does and they they weren't shy about um keeping the majority of the first episode in Spanish which uh, you know good for them I think
1: it's you know it's not
0: uh, I think as much as they
1: get sorry go ahead uh, no I just I think as much as they get knocked for using voiceover to that to that extent I mean I think that they it does provide um you know it it does provide a sort of important uh foundation when you when you you know put the bulk of your show in in um you know in spanish or uh for for an american or english speaking audience
0: yeah i mean a bit, i i applaud them i think you know narcos to me is sort of like ozark in the sense that i realize it's not brilliantly done but it's very entertaining and um you know it keeps you uh it keeps you you know it, if it weren't so entertaining, you would notice the problems that it that it brings to the table. And in fact, I don't. I just I'm happy to ignore them because it's an, an incredibly entertaining, enjoyable show. Or no, that's right.
1: It. And I, you know, I'm excited about. It. I think this has uh, this has a lot of legs to run um, for for years to come, um, as the the story obviously doesn't go anywhere. And I I saw. Uh, Eric Newman um, was was interviewed the other day, the executive producer for for the show, and he had a great line that we plan on stopping when cocaine stops. So, um, well, yeah, so I, I think so. We we may have twenty five seasons of this show yeah, I mean, uh, in store.
0: Welcome to the world of Dick Wolf. It's like if people don't if people start behaving, you know, in a respectable manner, then we'll then we won't have any more Law and Orders. Um, I was uh, I I watched uh, the pilot episode of the Deuce recently on which is an HBO show about uh, 42nd Street in the 70s um it's a uh, you know it's uh, very much uh, contrary to uh, um vinyl which i thought was a, a, an incredibly poorly executed show about something that uh, you know i think would be the that would be the most fun um period and subject matter to tackle um, 70s New York music scene. Uh, the Deuce really sort of gets right the idea, the feeling of the 70s rather than um, vinyl, which felt like a 2016 show written about the 70s. Um, there's an immersion here. It's written, it's done by, uh, I believe it's George Pelicanos, uh, Richard Price, and um, uh, David Simon. And so it is, um, you know, incredibly uh the details there's a strong emphasis on on detail and dialogue and all the things that that make me like a show um It's a strange pilot in the sense that uh it doesn't feel at all piloty. It feels like you get dropped in the middle of things. There's not a lot of time um and and uh, you know to be frank uh it's a show that's billed as a show about. Uh, the emerging business of pornography, and there isn 't a sniff of pornography in the first episode, which is now an and a half long so yeah the the deuce i don't have you seen it christian yet or are you uh, are you holding off until it, it gets a little further
1: along and it 's run no I have seen it it's it's um and i actually i kind of i i i get the feeling here that you 're giving it sort of a lukewarm review is that i i actually i really enjoyed it I thought it was terrific and i i didn 't have a um the same reaction to the fact that you get dropped into the middle of uh, into the middle of this world without much explanation and and you know it, it, in which the, the the trailer for it provides you with a, much more of a taste for for what 's to come in fact than the pilot does, which is no, kind of a-
0: I, I, I meant that as a positive, not a negative I hope it didn 't come off as a negative. I meant it as a positive in the sense that it doesn 't have that explanatory over explanatory um, you know lead you by the hand and and you know spoon feed you information like a lot of pilot shows do where it's like you know hi i'm jack i'm the funny one you know um it definitely allows you uh to sort of ease into this world without um you know making without the without requiring um or without sensing that you require um hand-holding hand-holding exactly
1: you know you're a very strategically placed fly on the wall for uh for all of these different characters is basically how it feels and i i i, I enjoyed that a, a great deal so um you know and i think the cast is obviously terrific um these guys can can definitely write so uh there's um there's a lot to look forward to in this yeah, i think
0: i think so too anyway um and then finally let's uh let's drop a, another song on the playlist uh the 100,000 top 10 songs of all time. Uh, what
1: are you throwing on this week? I will throw on Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke with uh, T.I. With and Pharrell. Nice. Nice. That, that is a, uh, a very polarizing song, but I happen
0: to really like it. Um, I am going to go with Shook Ones Part 2 because I almost used that as a team, as a, uh, as a team theme song uh, for about half dozen teams, and then I forgot to. But uh, one of the great songs of all time. So anyway, with that, let's, uh, let's zip off, and we'll be back next week. I'm Wyndham Lewis. On behalf of my brothers Jeremy Sartori and Christian Lewis, thank you very much for listening to the Brother 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 podcast. Many thanks also to our heroic producer, Damian Kendall, and to Simon Doom for our epic intro music. Learn more about the pod at brotherpod.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes.
2: Thanks again for listening.